Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley here. Welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. And Ash, it's 159. I like round numbers, which means 160 is next. I'm getting excited for a round number. How are you today? We work in little blocks of 10, don't we? And I'm going really well, James. How are you? And uh, g'day to everybody listening in. I'm doing good. Hey, listeners. Hopefully you are doing very well too, wherever you're beaming in from. Hey, uh, we've got a case study for you this week. We always love the case studies. We try and bring one every week where we talk about real members that we've actually worked with, um, either working with currently or have worked with as alumni in the past. And we're going to talk about their case study, what they've done, what you guys, our listeners, can learn from it. Uh, today's no exception. Uh, this Sometimes we'll talk about one person. Sometimes we'll talk about a dynamic duo. Uh, this month we are talking about a dynamic duo. And the dynamic duo are Max and Mary. Now, Max and Mary are not their real names. For those seasoned podcast listeners, we don't give out real names because, well, we want to protect our members' privacy, right? We don't need a thousand of our listeners all calling our members and asking them how they did it. <laughs> uh, how they did it is they worked with us, obviously. Um, so call us, not our members. These are real people. We've just changed the names for privacy. So let's talk about Max and Mary Ash. Uh, uh, these are unscripted listeners, um, unprepared unscripted. Let's just dive in, Ash. Where do you think the best place is to start uh, with Max and Mary? Well, I think we do our best work on the fly, right, James? And uh, I think uh, the best place to start with Max and Mary, and, you know, when we when we think about case studies, right, we, we always try to think, well, who have we worked with and are still working with in, in many cases that represent particular different sets of situations that might be reflective of our listeners? So with Max and Mary, they came to work with us, oh, you know, it's a good two, three years ago now, and they had... Um, uh, gone into business in the mortgage industry as part of uh, um, a business model um, of, a, of a particular brand that uh, you know you buy into, which uh, is perfectly fine. We're not here to judge um, the merits or otherwise of any particular brands, but it's that sort of McDonald's mentality where you're going in with an organisation that you believe provides all the systems, processes, and the recipe for success that you've just got to follow the rules and you'll be successful. Which in, in, there's some truth to that, but the thing with Max and Mary, which I think they found out after going into business and then electing to come to work with us, is they, there's a lot more to being successful in business than just uh, having a playbook from an organisation that says if you stand behind the counter and flip the burgers, you'll be successful. Might work yep. in McDonald's, folks, <laughs> but in the mortgage industry, obviously a less mature industry. It's different. Uh, there's all sorts of unique traits to the mortgage industry. And particularly, I think, James, one of the really, really big ones we talk about a lot and applicable to, to Max and Mary was you know, the great people, very dynamic, very coachable, but, but also, I think, recognise that just because you're going into a, a business model that has 
rules to follow. It doesn't automatically mean that you become a disciplined, savvy business operator overnight. Mm. So I think they recognise that they need more than just a bit of a rule book that says you can do this and you can't do this, yeah. so to speak. And so that's what they got with us, right? So they came on board and here's where we're at. We want to grow the business. There's rules that we've got to follow, but we recognize we need help. We need coaching. We need best practice. We need benchmarks. And I think uh, the last thing there that is a really big part of it, James, is we need help in understanding who we need to become to become business operators. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. Um, and I guess for our listeners, Ash, I mean, uh, we have worked with, uh, pretty much every aspect of the mortgage industry, right? Whether it's independent small operators through to those that are in franchise or license arrangements. Uh, so we've sort of seen it all. And you're right, whether you enter this industry as an independent, go to work for another brand, or even invest in a franchise or a license, for example, as you said, that comes with sometimes a brand and some support behind it, but to enable you to be a good broker, but not necessarily enable you to become a fully fledged confident business owner and i think with max and mary you hit the nail on the head in that they had invested in you know a solution or a model that provided you know a great brand and support and all these things to be a great broker but they didn't want to just be a great broker they wanted to build and become great business leaders and there was a lot more to that and I think that's probably the um, the main thing that they've enjoyed the most from working with us. Um, you might comment more on the, the the systems and the the day-to-day broking side of things. I'd be curious to know through your work with them if they still had to refine a lot of the systems and process that was given to them in the model um, or if it's really been a focus on team and HR and culture and putting that business leader hat on that uh, really made the difference with them. Yeah, that's a good insight. And I, I would say it's um, equal measure of both, uh, if I'm being honest. Um, so, you know, one of the things with, um, I guess, a franchise or a license model is it does give you a lot of elements, including lead flow, um, you know, which is a big part of it, like in, inbound leads. But, you know, this transitioning to what, you know, we talk about this a lot, James, and I think, you know, this resonates with a lot of people is, you know, what do I need to do to build the business in a way that gives me the flexibility and freedom and absolute choice to decide how many hours I work, decide if I want to go away for a holiday, decide, you know, how do I build this business in a manner that works with or without me right now? You don't get taught that. That's not part of what you buy into when you go in. In fact, I would argue um, that a lot of the licensed franchise models require you to stay very heavily involved day-to-day doing stuff. Yep. Um, that's what they're designed for, you know, owner-operators, um, which is fine. There's definitely a place for that. Um, there always has been and there probably always will be. But, of course, with Max and um, Mary, you know, they wanted to build a life that was profitable and a business that was profitable, but they needed to tweak their hiring structures. They really needed to understand what's the sort of people that we need in our business and how do we manage them? How do we get the best out of them? And, and how do we maximize uh, you know, the productivity of the leads we're bringing in? How do we teach them to be good networkers and good hunter-gatherers? And how do we do all of this stuff? We're not taught this. This is not part of what, what the franchise gives us. 
Um, and then overlaid on top of all of that is, you know, you know, where do we push and pull a little bit as far as leaders to get the best out of our team? And I, I want to emphasise that word leader. It's a really big part of it, um, you know, is, is how do we become good leaders of people in our business in the right way? And I think uh, that's very uh, common in the people that uh, I work with, James, and that come in. Is, look, there's all the systems, the processes, the best practices, the benchmarks to, to get that well-oiled machine together. But then it's like, well, okay, how do I manage the team? You know, do I need to micromanage or can I step back and just let things happen? How do I step that up so that that works? That's where a lot of the work and intel and, and mentoring with Max and Mary continues to happen to this day. They're still working with us. And that's a, don't you think that's a really good uh, point to highlight, I think, uh, James, yeah. is, you know, I think a lot of, I think there might be a, a mindset for a lot of people that, you know, uh, working with a business coach slash mentor and advisor has got a defined beginning and end. And perhaps in some cases it does, but I think in many, many cases it's an ongoing evolution that, um, as you get uh, move forward, your business grows, and you've got more time to focus on strategy and the fun stuff, and less on you know writing loans. Max and, and Mary are a really good example of continuing to invest in themselves, continue to continue to invest in their learning, their development, their growth, and having a, a voice and a relationship outside of themselves that they can turn to to sanity check and stress test their thinking and their decision-making. So, yeah, I, I would argue that three years in, they're on a really exciting next phase of their journey working with us. But that first sort of two or three years has been really getting them to the point where the business is profitable, they've got good people and systems um, that they know they can count on. And now it's like, where do we go from here for the next stage of personal and business growth? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's definitely a long and relatively steep journey, right? Like um, I think you said it perfectly a moment ago in that the a lot of models are owner-operator focused and a lot of the industry is focused on let's become a great uh, broker and build a good business around me. It's quite rare and it's a very different skill set to become a great business owner and a true business leader, right? I think we can be a great broker. There are a lot of great brokers out there that start to hire staff, start to build systems, start to try and leverage their time. But they're still, I think, at heart brokers. They haven't gone through that serious mindset shift of, no, no I, I need to be a business leader here. And it's not just about systems and process and being a better broker. It's actually about stepping back and learning how to be a better leader. And that doesn't come. Naturally, I don't think most people do that naturally. And it's always exciting when people like Max and Mary keep, like, show up and consistently show up hungry to learn how to be better in business and how to get better as people um, because that's kind of the difference that makes the difference in, in business. I'd like to talk a little bit about um, what they do as well because. Um, like any dynamic duo in business, whether it's uh, um, <clears throat> two business partners or two life partners or a combination, um, one of the things I know Max and Mary do quite well is, is separate and have very defined roles within the business. So, 
for anyone listening that's got a business partner or um, multiple people in the business, uh, let's talk briefly about the importance of really defining what each party is doing so that we don't step on each other's toes and end up spinning our wheels. I think um, Max and Mary do this very well. Yeah, they do. And I think very closely aligned to that is the fine line between creative energy and chaos. Um, And I think, um, you know, before uh, answering your question, I just wanted to speak a little bit about how I think a lot of brokers find that really enjoyable, that creative energy and, and working things out and being across different things. And you end up hiring staff and they're all multi-skilling, doing a bit of this, a bit of this, a bit of this, and that works for a while. It's a really energetic, creative process. But I think at at some point, people get overwhelmed and burnt out because that becomes chaos rather than structure. So uh, so just keep that in mind, right? So to go back to to Max and Mary, now, that was a key thing for them, right? Coming into a business, there's two of us. How how do we maximise our own personal energy in a way that we get what we want, but it's also the right uh, you know, skill set and value proposition to the business. So, in their case, we obviously this took a little bit of while, a while to settle in, and ultimately, you know, Max became the front person of the business. You know, almost like the sales and relationship part of the business, and Mary's more the implementer behind the scenes. So, I would almost call that driver and mechanic to use a bit of an analogy. You know, Max is driving the car and gets, I guess, the visibility. And uh, Mary's the mechanic to make sure the car works. Um, so they they developed a great cadence, a great relationship, which was naturally there. But I think what's really important is having the right people around them to help guide them into how to utilise those different skill sets effectively and complementarily, rather than just allow it to emerge by chance. And I think this is what happens in the industry. Uh, you know, and a lot of listeners might resonate with this. Is you know, you sort of just keep flogging yourself, hoping that systems and process structures will emerge by natural natural evolution. But unfortunately, mm. without help, the natural state of a business is chaos. <laughs> yeah. right? The natural state of a small business is generally chaos, right? So what you might call creative energy and problem solving, your employees might regard as chaos. So this is a really important part of the evolution as people and as business owners is, is to build system structures um, and processes to turn that raw energy uh, into a consistent direction and a consistent um, process that everyone understands and everyone can be on board with and everyone understands their role rather than everybody doing everything. And I think with, with, with Max and Mary, they, they came to that realisation working with us fairly early on um, and settled into those roles, which they had a good natural fit with. I think if you were both mechanics or both drivers, it would be totally different. But I think oh. I, would, I would say, though, like if they were both drivers or both salespeople, so to speak, we would still make it work, but it would have to be done differently. And that's the message I want to get across is there is no, it's not one step, do this and do this and it will naturally work. It's about there are structures, there are process. There are methodologies that work, but you've got to factor in, particularly in a dynamic duo, where your interests lie, where your expertise lies, where your availability lies, that works for you, 
but also works for the business in a sustainable way. So I think that's one of the real strengths that Max and Mary have extracted is they're enjoying what they do and it shows up in the business, it shows up in their care and relationship with their people, that they're both doing what they naturally enjoy doing. Which is pretty damn important, right? Like if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you won't show up and be who you need to be for the team. I, I like what you mentioned. Um, I think this is a good learning for everybody listening in that. I mean, how many situations do we see, Ash, uh, in the broking world? I can probably think of a number, and I know there's probably hundreds out there where you've got partnerships and they're both drivers. Now, this is pretty standard in a mortgage business is you get one or two or three good brokers who get together and they try and build a business. They're all drivers. No one's doing, no one's building the car. No one's improving the car. Everyone's just out there trying to win and bring in business. And some of the most successful partnerships are the ones where it's that yin and yang and the driver and mechanic because you need a driver to drive the car and you need a mechanic to fix it. Um, and as you said, you're rightly so. Let's say there is a duo who are both drivers. Well, that changes their strategy. Who's the mechanic? Who's going to do the building? if both of you want to be out there driving business or if both of you want to be fixing the car, building systems, and no one wants to get on the phones and hunt for business, you've got problems that you need to overcome through, um, you know, staff and various decisions in the business. But I just wanted to bring that up because I think that's something a lot of broken businesses miss is it's a driver and then let's get another driver and then let's get another driver and then you've got 10 drivers <laughs> and the car's falling apart and that is a very common thread in the, in the mortgage industry. Oh, that's chaos. Chaos ultimately emerges and strangles the business. Um, so I think it's not even a bad note for us to look to sort of wrap this one up, James. Like I think I'm almost, this, this discussion is almost, I mean, there's a lot of elements that apply to anyone in the industry, but specifically, uh, 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 if you are either a, a couple, i.e. a life couple, or business partners, or friends, or whatever the relationship is, if there's more than one of you who are owners in the business, this is really the takeaway, is a key part of maximising uh, energy and, and, and ambition, just as Max and Mary have done, is to get together with us to work out who does what, where are you best placed in the business and what are the right system structures and processes and strategies to put in place to maximise that relationship so that you've each got a clear path, your team see that, and it's sustainable and, and everybody's on board with it. Now, that is a really key piece of the puzzle. If you are running any form of partnership where there's more than one owner, founder, leader in the business, definitely a key piece of the puzzle. Definitely. And uh, this is probably a great place to finish. And in terms of results, listeners, you know, okay, this is Max and Mary and <clears throat> they've done very well and we've talked a lot about their thirst for leadership and actually growing a real business and some of the learnings along the way. But they've got some pretty serious results um, over the last few years of working with us. Um, Ash, I'm not sure if you have off the top of your head even just a rough idea of, you know, when they came to us versus now, it's de definitely a many multiple factor in terms of their volume and revenue but also i think in terms of the fact that their business they can basically step away and it still runs uh have you got some specifics you might share 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So they're, they're, they're definitely at a point where they're more profitable and they're, they're, they're freer of being mentally and physically tied to the business. So that's really key. But also, yes, as far as volume, well, they're probably at somewhere in the mid to high um, between 100 and 200 million a year. So probably, probably getting closer to a run rate of 200 million a year. When they started working with us, it would have been down in the mid, you know, 50, 60 area. So they're at that sort of quadrupled their volume, um, as well as building all of the pieces that allow them to keep growing to whatever extent they want to. Like this is one of the key things is, you know, you can write more loans by flogging yourself to death, right? Or you can write more business by executing step-by-step step on a clear strategy, building capability and capacity, and then feeding that capability and capacity over time and continually growing. Um, so I don't know where they'll end up as we continue to work with them. Um, I expect they'll continue to grow and um, you know, get up to that maybe two, three hundred million a year. But they're certainly um, four times or more where they started when they were working with us uh, or when they started working with us at the very beginning. So that's a, that's a pretty darn good. And that's on, you know, that's on unit volume as well, not just on loan dollar or dollar loan size. So, yep, and they're very profitable and um, having time off from the business. How often do we have sessions with them, James, that they are, they've had a week off or they're going away for something and the business comes along without them, even though there's problems from time to time, like human beings, um, but 99% of the time they've got a structure in place that the problems get resolved by the team rather than having to ring the owners and saying, help, come and put this fire out. Totally, yeah. That's the true power <clears throat> of doing what they've done. Uh, it's a great case study, and uh, hopefully our listeners have enjoyed learning a bit about Max and Mary. There's obviously a lot more to it, which we've been working with them on uh, over the last few years. Um, but this is the sort of stuff that's possible when you get on the right track. So, um, as always, pick up the phone, give us the buzz. You know, plenty of magic behind these curtains. <laughs> uh, of discussions and uh, helping you become a better broker and business leader like Max and Mary. Ash, this has always been fun. I love the case studies. And uh, I guess until next week, we'll see what's on the agenda for next week. But have yourself a good week. And, uh, you know, listeners, stay cool. Love the case studies, listeners. Yep. See you next week, James. Awesome. Bye for now. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big and go big with Broker Ideas Group.